Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. You can't have my cornbread, that's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Popping y'all, it's Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles here back, yes, back at it again, y'all. It's another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast live right here on the website. That's www.barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Also, you can check us out on the Facebook page, also on the Instagram page at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop S P O R two. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Um, man, it, it, it feels so good to be back on the air, doing the broadcast. Um, and again, your homie Trey Frazier here in the house. We got Maestro Styles on the line here. Um, Maestro, I just got to say, man, um, it feels really great to be back, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, we back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely got some things to kind of get into, but before I, you know, start us off right, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's been on Facebook Live, that's been on Instagram Live, pretty much the entire NFL season with us, because we've basically been using those platforms in lieu of our normal you know, podcast, broadcast, or whatever, um, pretty much since this NFL season started. So you're talking four months of just straight Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, we, we appreciate those that have kind of followed us, you know, to those platforms and to continue, you know, checking us out, you know, trying to give them content, you know, every Tuesday and everything and all that. So, um, you know, special shout out to those people, man, that just continue to you know, follow us, man. Um, Definitely appreciate everybody who's who checking us out. Yeah. On the, uh, the, the social media platforms on every Tuesday. 
A1. The uh, people who just, you know, had a chance to check us out, but they've seen, you know, seen us on social media, you know, everybody definitely shouts out to y'all. Yeah, yeah, for certain, for certain, man. So, um, look, man, I, I guess we could kind of jump right into this, man. Um, you know, we had some pretty good wild card games over the weekend. Um, we got the divisional games coming up this coming weekend. Um, and we got some NFL coaching hires that, you know, took place in the last few hours for certain. But, you know, dating back to yesterday, we got the news that the Dallas Cowboys went along with Mike McCarthy as the new head coach. And actually, it's funny because I heard that Mike McCarthy actually spent the night at Jerry Jones's crib before, you know, making the announcement that he was going to be the new head coach, which, you know, that, you know, on, on, on surface, it seems kind of weird, but, you know, Jerry Jones is a weird cat. Yeah. And, and Jerry Jones is a weird cat. So, um, I, I guess I'll start it with you, man. Uh, your thoughts on, huh? You say he weird? Jerry Jones, he's he's a weird cat, man. Um, Why just say that? I, I say that because of the way he runs the Dallas Cowboys. Just just some of the like the antics, you know, the fact that he's got to be in the media, you know, every week, you know, the fact that he's got to be the face, you know, post game, you know, you, you don't see that with a lot of the other franchises in the league. I mean, I get it's America's team, but you know, Jerry Jones is, you know. It, that that's that's weird that a person you're you you're thinking about hiring you you inviting him not just well they invite him to your house is fine but to have him spend the night you know that that's kind of crazy but you know I don't live in that world so what the hell can you hear that can I hear what oh my Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I don't hear nothing. I was just waiting for you to talk, brother. You don't hear me. I swear, I don't know. I might be tripping. Oh, okay. I agree with that in terms of... I, I, I don't know. You just kind of threw me off. I, I ain't even going to pretend it straight off the first. <laughs> well, it's more, so, it's more so in relation to a guy spending the night at your house and then you hire him the next day. Like, I've never heard I've never heard that before. That, okay. that's, that's, all, that's all my point was. I mean, what you, what you implying? You think they did some wild shit? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know, bro. I'm I'm just saying that that's some I mean, weird. That's some, I mean, that's some weird. That's some weird stuff. That's some weird stuff, man. And again, I don't live in that world. I, I live in a totally different world than those guys do. But I've never heard of potential head coaching candidates spending the night at owners' houses. I, I've I've never heard of that. I mean, look, uh, I would imagine that Jerry Jones has uh, enough space um, for Mike McCarthy to 
to lay down and sleep overnight. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine all the owners in the league have enough space for. Yeah, you know, I would imagine most head coaches. Yeah. yeah. Head coach, you know, been a head coach for a while. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, if you if you want to push the narrative that Mike McCarthy is sleeping with Jerry Jones, man, I'm, I, 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 I won't, I, I'll support you. I'm not. I'm not pushing that narrative. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's it's, it's so weird. It's uh, at least in my view, it's unheard of. But I digress. I, I digress. Okay, yeah. Well, getting into, I think the Mike McCarthy hire is a good hire for the Dallas Cowboys. I, um, I, I'm sitting here thinking about who else was in the uh, in the runnings for it. I mean, I know Marvin Lewis. Uh, Marvin Lewis interviewed. Um, but I mean, I know I mean the enemy is out there, and everybody's high on him nowadays. And um, I mean, I've even heard people talking about um, well, it's been a slew of black coaches, and um, I guess uh, Baltimore's OC is Nate Nate Nathan running for the Cowboys position. But there's a coach that's out there that should be in high demand. And even though Lamar Jackson said he said about him that one that one moment to be uh, interviewing. This hire makes so much sense to me. Um, I know I know people out there feel a little bit differently about it. I know everybody wants to campaign, you know, for the younger, up-and-coming head coaches. Um, Eric Bieniemy is one guy, and, you know, Byron Leftwich. Um, I've heard that people talk about him. Leftwich, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, it makes sense because of what you just said. The roster is ready to win now. Um, Dak Prescott, while he's in a contract year, and I guess that'll be the next set of news to come out in the offseason about how much this guy's going to get in terms of the money. Um, Amari Cooper, you got to figure out what you're going to do with him. Um, you got to figure out pretty much even on the defensive side with some of the players. Um I, 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 this this roster, in my opinion, is ready to take the next step, and that's really NFC title game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl win. I mean, it, it's it's just that simple. And you got the guy, right? And you got the guy that has experience with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is one of the, not even one of the, in some cases, probably still the best you know, quarterback in the game in some people's eyes. Um, you know, the playoff appearances. 
um, the one Super Bowl that he won with Aaron Rodgers. Um, this guy has the experience in my book to take a team over the top. Um, and 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 I don't I don't want to leave this out. Also, um, the Packers under McCarthy, they've been to a couple more NFC title games, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? Um, I, on top of my head, I want to say no, but you might be right. Well, um, I, I think they say, no, nah, you're right. They say Seattle that year. Yeah, that was the one, that was the one they blew the lead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that was the title game. Yep, yep. Um, when, when Seattle won the Super Bowl. Um, and then they played the Falcons. Did they play the Falcons? They did. Okay, they, yeah, they, I, 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 I couldn't quite remember. You talking about in the, the uh, when the Packers won the Super Bowl that year. I, yep. I, maybe. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yep. But, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you're right in the sense that, the, I mean, we, we agree, so we ain't really got to stretch it, but yep. um, they definitely, this is a good hire, um, but I will say, um, and uh, I don't know if you heard this or not, they hired uh, Mike Nolan on the staff. Uh, the coach of defense, right? Yeah. I heard that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'll be lying, I'll be lying if, I'm, if I didn't say, I, didn't, I don't necessarily like that pickup. Um, I, I don't know, man. Mike Nolan. Where's Mike Nolan been? It's been a while. I mean, the last time I've heard his name was when he was coaching the 49ers, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, why not, why, why not bring up Rashad? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why not bring up the defense? Um, you know what I'm saying? Why not bring up Rashad? Um, and then you got Mike Nolan. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was going to um, say... Because when you said while they've had their problems, I'm not sure it's so much that they've had problems. Because like you said, I don't think it's the defense's fault that, you know, the Cowboys, you know, came up short this season. Um, You got to point to the offense or the lack of offense for the Cowboys not getting there. I think the overall consensus is that Jason Garrett is the problem. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what the overall consensus is. Yep. And and his, and, and his specialty yeah. is offense. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if this was something where Mike McCarthy said, "Hey, I, you know, let me bring in my guy." And if that's the case, then you, you know you respect the coach and you know let him bring in his guy. But um, I lied to you when somebody said to me that Mike Nolan was bringing ball on the staff for the you know the, the uh, coach of defense. I, I didn't really that didn't really. Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. And it's funny you bring up Rashad because there were moments throughout the season where I kept hearing this guy's name as a potential head coaching candidate for the Cowboys. So, you know, it's funny you bring that up because it's like, dang, I forgot about this cat. Even in the midst of not only getting McCarthy, but getting Mike Nolan. And, you know, they let Ron Marinelli go um, in addition to letting Garrett go. So it's like... Damn, like, y'all mentioned this guy's name so much as a potential head coaching candidate. Now, all of a sudden, like, 
he can't even get bumped up to run the defense? That's crazy yeah, to me. I'm, yeah, I'm going to assume that this is a, a coach's decision. The coach said, hey, let me bring my guy in. That's what I, I'm going to assume that. Okay. But then, but then also, but I'm also being told that Kellen Moore is still going to be the offensive coordinator. So, yep. you know, why don't you want to bring in your guy as far as the offense? I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, it seems I would go with Mike Nolan was the coach's decision. Like, hey, I need my guy. I, that's who I want the coach to, you know, to run my defense. But I, I would have liked, and not only would I have liked, but I would have thought that that was a better idea to just move Rashad up. Because, like, like, and I think we both agree that defense, I mean, and really offense for the most part was not the uh, the overlapping, the overlying issue or underlying issue as to why the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs this year. So what about this Jerry Jones... Mike McCarthy dynamic because it's going to be moments in the games, right? You, Jerry Jones is going to be in his box way up high, and then when stuff hit the fan, when it get out of hand, you know he's going to walk to the field, to the sideline, and he's going to be in niggas' ear on the sideline. Um, McCarthy, to me, seems like a guy that's going to be like um, – Jerry, I, I need you to go back up to your box. I got this. Um, I, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I, I got a ring on my finger. I got pedigree. Go, go, take your ass upstairs. Let me, let me coach your team. I um, I was talking to I was talking to somebody about that today, and and I, what I'll say is we'll see. But somebody said to me uh, yesterday that. Uh, that the whole Jerry Jones trying to run his team, that whole dynamic where he don't know how to be an owner and just be an owner and sit his ass down somewhere, yep. that those days have uh, ended and more of that, that responsibility has fallen to Stephen Jones. So uh, I'll say we'll see. Um, they, 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 my resources say that that has calmed down, that that has calmed down and that, you're not gonna see a whole bunch of Jerry Jones' you're not gonna see a whole bunch of Jerry Jones' DNA on uh football decisions. Mm-hmm. And you would like to think that come post game, you're gonna see mostly Mike McCarthy answering all the questions. Um I believe you Jerry know, This is a big this is a big boy hired. That's a big boy coach, so you would think Right, that, right. You know. You know what I mean? But then it's the media but then again, dog, it's the media and the media like Jerry Jones. So, I mean... That's a fact. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That might not slow down. Right. Jerry might just be... As far as who the media talks to. Jerry Jones is going to continue to be Jerry Jones. He's still going to have his weekly radio spot. He's still going to be all in the videos. As once upon a time, Shook Knight said, Mm -hmm. he's going to be all in the videos. He's going to be all up in the press, all up on the TV screens. And, you know... Mike McCarthy is, chances are he'll have to deal with that, but I think he has enough cachet to where it's like, look, I'm the damn coach. I know what's right for this football team. I know the talent on this team. Let me do my job. Let me let me get this done. You go upstairs. You write the checks. You have fun with, you know, Chris Christie or whatever. Y- y'all two chop it up, and let's just let me coach my thing. Yeah, I'm with you. So, 
So, uh, so the Neo Giants, right? Uh, let's let's get to them. Um, so this morning, I heard that they missed out on Matt Rule, which Matt Rule took the Panthers' job, and I'll, I'll get to them in a second. Um, so once they realized Matt Rule was gone, and I didn't know this about Matt Rule, but apparently he's from New York City. I didn't know that. Um, I, I mean, before I before I heard his name today, uh-huh. I didn't know who the hell this guy was. So let me let, let me be very clear about that. Okay, okay. My first my first hearings about Matt Rule was the last off season because the Jets were rumored to go after Matt Rule, and then of course they ended up with Adam Gase, which I thought was a terrible decision at the time, and and probably still is to this day, but. Matt Rule's from New York City, and Matt Rule, once upon a time, considered coaching one of those two franchises, the Jets or the Giants. Um, so the Giants miss out on him, and next thing you know, I hear this dude named Joe Judge, Judge Joe Brown, or whatever you want to call the guy. I never heard of the guy, so apparently he was on the Patriots staff as a wide receivers coach for a number of years. And I don't know, man. I I, I got to tell you, man. I'm, I'm I'm not happy with this one. And if I'm a Giants fan, I'm just I'm I'm ripping my hair out. Like like like, what the hell y'all doing? It seems like they so pressed to get somebody from the uh, Belichick tree that they would get a somebody from the worst position on the Patriots team. It's funny you say that because as I was thinking about it. Going back into, you know, the final week of the season. So you had Brian Flores go out and beat Belichick on the final week of the season. Brian Flores is a former Patriot assistant. And then you had the Titans in the wildcard round go out and beat Belichick in the wildcard round. And Mike Vrabel is also a Patriots disciple. So it sounds to me like... The Giants are looking at it and saying, huh, it seems like these Patriots assistants lately are getting the best of Belichick lately. Maybe we need to try to get one of these guys off the Patriots pack practice squad or, or off the, you know, assistant sideline. And let's get this guy with us because we think we're going to be just as successful as the Titans are and maybe on the rise the way sort of Miami kind of. I guess feels like they're on a rise because Miami's played some. Well, Miami's played some better ball in the last few weeks. They've played better ball in the better half of the season. I'm I'm not ready to call them a team on the rise. I know, sure, to the imagination, and if we're going to, and if they made that higher based on uh, old Patriots assistants beating Bill Belichick, that's ridiculous because the Giants only got to see the Patriots once every four years. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's from that perspective though. I think they're looking at it as Mike Vrabel, since he's been with the Titans, has had some success. Um, Brian Flores, while they started off, you know, not so great, and people predicted that they would be a 0 and 16 team. Brian Flores' team has played better football in the last few weeks of the season now. I agree with you that I'm really not sold on them being on the rise. Um, if they get Tua, 
Maybe they, you know, go out, get some free agents. Devontae Parker is, I think, is a pretty good wide receiver. What's that? How the Giants get to it? Um, it sounds to me like they're sold on Daniel Jones. Right. You said they are sold on Daniel Jones? The Giants, yeah. I, I said yeah, it's... I thought you just said they were going to get... They, they, if they get to it. I'm, I'm talking about the Dolphins. Oh, the oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I was answering your question about um, why you know the Giants feel like getting the Patriots assistant um, would help them be a better football team, and I was just pointing out the examples with the Titans being a good team since Rabels got there, and in the last few weeks, the Dolphins under Flores has played better football. Yeah, there's no way in the hell that I can. That I could see that being their logic. There's no way in hell that I could. And then, and then, even if that was their logic, which I can't see that being their logic. Yep. Um. Why? Why the wide receivers coach? As if to say, like it's not even like he he flourished at being a wide receiver coach. But and and that's what I'm gonna get to too because, again, I go back to my original opening point about this topic. I'm not sure about this hire for a number of reasons. One being that he's a former wide receivers coach with the Patriots. Now, over the last, you know, couple of decades, really since the Patriots dynasty began, what, what, what's been the narrative? The narrative has always been that the Patriots wide receivers are made so much better when Tom Brady's throwing in the football. That's been, that's been the narrative of the, or one of the narratives of the Patriots Dynasty is that. Would you say? Would, hold on. Let me let me stop you. I don't, I don't agree with that being the narrative. I believe that the narrative is is that if you can if you can learn that system, not necessarily because Tom Brady's throwing you the ball. It don't matter who's throwing you the ball. If that quarterback and those receivers are on one accord as to how that system is supposed to be ran, you could be a successful wide receiver. I don't think, I don't believe that it has so much to do with Tom Brady because I mean you remember that year. When he was injured and Matt Castle came right in right. Um, and, and was successful. I mean, Jimmy G got a contract as the highest-paid quarterback at the time because of, of, what, four or five games that he played with the Patriots. I mean, even Joseph Jacoby Brissett, who was after the degree, um, got a job because of a, a, you know, I don't even think he's, I wouldn't even say he flourished in a New England system, but he ran it with some some sense of efficiency, and that was kind of like, okay, well, we know he can be good somewhere else. Um, point taken, but I'll say this. Look at the wide receivers over the years with the Patriots. If you're a wide receivers coach, and this is just me. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but this is just me. I look at how do you develop wide receivers. Not so much the system that the wide receivers play in, but... How do you develop wide receivers? That's the that's one of the jobs of being a wide receiver coach. Um, look at the look at the receivers over the years with the Patriots. When you see them go to other places to other um, teams, they don't do so well. Minus Wes Welker, and that was because he had Peyton Manning. Um, Randy when Randy Moss was there, Randy Moss was already a Hall of Fame receiver. Before he got to New England. So, looking at the Rashad Caldwells of the world, the Kimbrell Tompkins, the Dion Branches, and the Rashad Caldwells, 
Like, uh, looking at the resume, like, I don't know. You, you, I would think that this Joe Judge guy is not the most qualified person that's out on the market anyway. Yeah, I, we, we agree. I feel like you're proving my point more, though. Um, he's, he's a, they don't, that, the role of a wide receiver coach, at least in New England anyway, is to get them to, not to make them faster runners or first day better catchers. I mean, that, of course, is part of it, but mm-hmm. it's about being able, if they, their mantra is if you learn our system, you don't have to be the best catcher. You don't have to be the best route runner. You don't have to be the best, the most athletic, all that. If you know how to run our system, you will thrive in our system. Yeah. And, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about, you know, uh, Randy Moss was the, the anomaly because he was so athletic and gifted. Everybody else was just, were just guys who could run and catch. And if you can run and catch in New England system, uh, you can, you can eat. I mean, I eat Julian Edelman. I mean, I don't care what nobody say. Julian Edelman is not a a you know a top tier receiver. He just managed to grasp the uh, the system best and build a relationship with um, Tom Brady. You said some key words: wide receiver coach in New England. So, to that point, I'll I'll, I'll kind of digress a little bit there because. You know, you could be a coach, but, you know, if you're a coach on a certain team and there's a certain philosophy, then obviously those responsibilities are different versus the responsibilities of that same position on another team. Yeah, they're just more dependent on system than they are on talent. Yep. And, you know, that that's just, I mean, that and, and the proof is in the pudding when you talk about those receivers you spoke about. And really, when you speak about how New England has always always has the ability to uh, take players who other teams say, you know, they washed up, they've done whatever, right. they bring them into the fold, and then all of a sudden they, they are uh, efficient contributors to, the, to that team because if you learn the system, you're going to be successful. And I think you and I, I think you and I agree that he's not as qualified as some of the guys that's still out there on the market. I don't think he's qualified at all. I don't think he's quite a, what, what Again, if, if you're asking me to go on his resume, he probably has, uh, he's on the bottom tier of receiver court. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's sort of the point I was trying to get to. Yeah. Is like, dude, like, no, no one's ever glossed over the Patriots wide receivers over the years. So how come all of a sudden you get a job, nobody's ever heard of you, first of all, and you're coaching the Patriots wide receivers, which we know aren't that great. So, like, where the hell you come from? Everybody wants some of the Belichick magic, I guess. And where, where the hell you come from? Like, this this is the best the Giants could do. Like, like this is they're close to becoming the laughing stock of the league, man. It, it it's it's that close. Well, I guess I guess this is we about to find out if this going to be, uh, you know, Matt Vrabel or is this going to be Matt Patricia? Yep. Yep, yep. Mike Vrabel. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I Matt Vrabel, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you, man. I, I, I hear you. I, I, this this was just, I, I found out earlier today and I'm just like, what the hell are y'all doing, Giants? Like, like the homie Melvin's got to be like, 
what the hell? <laughs> like, nah, I didn't even think to ask him about it. <laughs> like that, he, he's got to be shaking his head. It's crazy, man. So who else got hired, right? Uh, Matt Rule with uh, Carolina, right? Yeah, and that, that's the Baylor guy? Yes, yes. I mean, again, man, I mean, they, who is this dude? Like, so when I tried to skim down, you know, skim down his, like, it's all a it's all whole bunch of shit about how he's, he's a great uh, recruiter and all this, like, um, and, and, you know, maybe you can give me some insight. Is this dude, has, is Baylor a good football team right now? Um, Baylor was improved, because you remember they had that scandal thing where they were banned from bowl games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. They had some terrible records with the previous coach. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of guessing here, but that's sort of what I've heard, you know, piece by piece. But he's come in, and he's kind of, help them get back, you know, you know, back to some relevancy. Like, I think they were, weren't they like the number seventh ranked football that's team? What I, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm asking you. Are they, are, were they all, are they a good team all of a sudden? Because, I mean, I remember when Baylor, you know, when Baylor was kind of in the, having their best years with uh, RG3 and uh, who was the coach, the black coach, I forget his name at the time. Right. But, um, um, but I haven't heard their name much since then, so I, I, I'm kind of like, well, uh, why is this guy all of a sudden super overly qualified or more qualified than the candidates that were out there, like Yannini or or either Marvin Lewis or you know, like there's so many other coaches that I feel like uh, that are in the that are already at the professional level, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know deserve a shot over this dude, and I'm trying to, I, I would love to be persuaded or told why this dude is such a better, why this dude was such a great option, why what, what sold the Carolina Panthers? So, just some stats for you real quick. Um, the Baylor Bears, last, this past season, um, their record was 11-3. and three. Um, They were ranked the number 7th, yeah, they were ranked like 7th in, um, you know, throughout the entire league. Um, they came up 2nd in the Big 12 Conference. Okay. And um, you know, they they had a really good season. Um last last season. Last last season, um man, you about to make me go deeper into the stats. I don't know if I got yeah, time for that. I'm like, yeah, so if you go if you're about to tell me that this just this prior, you know, college football season, they had a great year and, and, and kudos to them. But that's it. <laughs> I'm sure it extends beyond, you know, this you know, this past season, I'm sure that he's come in a couple of years prior to that and have, you know, kind of, you know, put the program, you know, back to, you know, back to some prominence here. Um, I'm just reading some stuff here real quick. Um, so the previous year, he finished seven and six. And then the year before that, um, which was his first year, the first year was terrible. It was a one in eleven record. So, right. it, so the so the narrative is so the narrative is basically he came in and he kind of put the program back to some relevancy. And now he's NFL coach worthy for three for one good. So basically, he's had one good year. Yep. <laughs> in college football, and he's NFL coach worthy all of a sudden. 
Well, I tell you what, man. Um, you were out the one week I did the show on uh, IG Live. That one week, the um, when the Panthers fired Ron Rivera, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, give you some insight on that and what I thought about what they did there. So you know, they got the new owner David Tepper um, yeah. of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I thought what he did in not letting Ron Rivera finish that season out. I, I thought it was a disservice to Ron Rivera. Like, the man's been there, what, nine years. He's took the team to the Super Bowl. He's had, you know, some pretty good defenses. I wouldn't say great defenses, but he's had some pretty, you know, good defenses with some pretty, you know, good defensive players over the years. Let that man, you know, finish out the season. Like, you already know in your mind that you're, you're going to move on from him anyway. Why not let the man coached the final four games of the season. So they fired they fire him week 13, I think. And the Panthers, I mean, while they were already on a slide, they slid even further. They lost all four games. They looked terrible um, in doing so. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure about this owner, David Tepper, because when you, when you start firing coaches in season – I don't know, man. To me, that that sort of becomes a trend. I get it. You Who's a new GM, owner. Though? What's up? Who's the GM though? Um, what's the guy's name? I I can't remember the I can't remember the guy's name, but um. That's what I mean. Honestly, that's who I'm looking at. I'm, I'm who's running football operations. That's what I'm looking at. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure that Tepper Tepper has something you know some say in football operations, but I do believe that in a traditional sense, owners have little to nothing to do with football decisions. And unless you're Jerry Jones, huh? Unless you're Jerry Jones, and, and like I said, I, I, even even with Jerry Jones, I, I'm taking somebody's word for it who's a Cowboys fan mm-hmm. that even then that Stephen Jones is doing a little bit more of that than than uh, Jerry is. Um, all that to say is that. Who was this GM that decided to not let um, Ron Rivera finish out the season? Who was this GM that hired this dude who played, who coached better for one year, had one successful, se- and I, one successful season? And I give him credit for, you know, one of the last seven and six to, you know, uh, whatever the last record was, yep. the three, I think it said, yep. um, and being, being seventh ranked in the nation. But I still not up there with the big boys. Like, uh, you know, I don't pretend to be a college football aficionado, but I do know that when college football, when you turn on ESPN and say, mm-hmm. you know, and say, let's talk college football, um, you, you you don't hear a Baylor. Is that in the, is that in the, in the front page of conversation when you talk about college football teams? You're not talking about Baylor, even though they're the seventh ranked team in the nation. So it's like, so you haven't even, like, Master college football yet, <laughs> and all you want, and all you, and all I'm reading is that he's a great recruiter. It's like, nah, like come on, bro, like stay in Panthers for a little bit longer. If I'm if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm yeah, stay 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 there and, and, and get your weight up. But I don't see dude, his weight ain't up. I don't, I don't think it's a good hire. And right, and 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 that's to my point about the owner, and I and I and I get that you brought the GM in the situation, and traditionally the general manager makes those kind of decisions. At the end of the day, the owner David Tepper signed off on letting Rivera go week thirteen. 
he signed off on them hiring Matt Rule to be the head coach. He signed off on keeping his general manager in place to make these decisions. I mean, when you when you look around the league, the the good to great organizations don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. That that's what I've seen in the, in the last few in the last few years. And I'm and I'm and I'm concerned for Panthers fans that you got a new owner coming in who wants to kind of put his mark on this football team, which I totally understand. It's his right. He bought the team. That's all good and all that. But the fact that you just didn't show Ron Rivera the respect of finishing out the season and letting them go, you know, week 13 to not finish up tells me that, okay, Matt Rule comes in. So if things don't go right the first two, three seasons, you, you're going you're gonna to cut Matt Rule week nine, week ten? That that's not that that's that's not the that's not the my point is is that that's not the sign of a of a consistent well run franchise. Well, if you don't respect uh, Ron Rivera, you, if you don't respect Rivera Line, you damn sure not gonna respect whoever this dude is. Exactly, so, exactly. So that that's man. that's kind of where I'm at with the Panthers as a whole. As far as the hire, I'm 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 not so certain about the hire because. I don't think while I respect what he did at Baylor, I just don't think it's enough to where, you know, he comes in from college to the league and, you know, he's been given this big responsibility when you got guys like Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy, um, a few other assist- assistants I could think of. Um, even some of the guys that even some of the guys that have been head coaches in the past and got let go and became coordinators elsewhere just to kind of get their feet wet and maybe set themselves up for a second opportunity, i.e. a Jim Caldwell, um, a Leslie yeah. Frazier, you know, th- those kind of people. Yeah. Matt, Matt Rule? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know, fam. <laughs> but, maybe, but, but maybe this is the, uh, or maybe they feel like go, going with a young coach because, or your inexperienced coach, rather, mm-hmm. because you know, like when you look at this team, um, it makes it doesn't make sense financially to keep Cam Newton. Man. Yep. Why? If, if, it, if it's my call, I'm keeping him because of who he is, and um, you know, he still got some good football left in him. I feel like, but yep. if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, um, you're dying. Cam Newton is out of there. direction they want to go and if and if that's the case then um 
Panthers fans, get ready for some tough uh, yeah. football in the next couple of years. Cause... And, I, and, and let's be clear, this is still a bad hire, but I would, I would, I would give it a little bit more. Uh, I, I give it a little bit more understanding if, if they come out and say, "Hey, we about to rebuild this team." Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would be okay with that. I hear you. I hear you. And um, speaking of Ron Rivera, so, you know, locally here, he's been hired by the Redskins as, uh, you know, they've been reporting, like, a few days before they actually made the official on, announcement. Sorry, let, me cut you off. Let, me, let me cut you off. One more thing with the, with the Giants, and tell me if I'm correct. Yep. Uh, they signed the Giants coach for seven years? Um, I didn't see that. Seven I years. Somewhere that they signed this dude for seven years, sixty million dollars, with the uh, with the probability and incentive to get seventy million dollars. I, I I hope not. Who the hell is this coach? Uh, oh like, my. You you want you want to be a, you want that that Bill Belichick nut sack juice so bad that you signed in a wide receiver coach to a head coaching job for seven years, sixty million dollars. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the numbers on his contract. Like I'm looking now, I, I, I don't see anything in regards to what his contract is worth or any details in regards to the contract. Well, I hope I read, I hope I read that somewhere else, and I'm confused and shit, but I don't think I am. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I keep an eye on it, you know, as the week goes along. But um, if and that's let's be clear, and, 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 and let's be clear. If they're giving the Carolina coach that money, I'm still irritated. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, seven but, years. But, but definitely, but, but damn sure I'm irritated that you're giving the wide receiver coach that kind of money. Right, right. Okay, so here, here's the numbers that I see, but it's not in relation to what um, I guess you saw. So these are the numbers that I'm seeing. Um, seven years. $62 million with a chance to earn $8 million more. So this is so this is the article that I'm looking at. Um, David Tepper was the guy that was prepared to throw money to, or am I, am I reading that right? Or maybe the Giants. I think the Giants were prepared to throw that money to Matt Rule. Okay. Okay. But that's still nuts. It's still crazy yeah. that they even thought about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, that, that's real crazy. So um, getting back to the Redskins and the uh, Ron Rivera hire, um, i tell you what, man. I, I, I kind of like it from the standpoint that um, he had, Ron Rivera has experience with a black quarterback, um, and Cam Newton, and you know Dwayne Haskins is there, and you know I think he'll you know he'll get the you know best out of Dwayne Haskins. Now we'll have to see who his assistants are going to be. Did do you know of any of uh, the assistants that they got under Rivera yet? Okay, yeah. So I, I guess we'll have to see what assistants he brings along with him. But from a I guess from a leadership standpoint. I kind of, I kind of like it, man. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they clearly wanted the guy. I mean, because they, they hired him like immediately, you know, after the season was over, a little bit before the season was up. So, 
Um, you know, they were in talks with him, you know, days prior, and they, you know, finally were able to make the move. So, um, uh, you know, kind of like you, I'm okay with it. I, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, oh, shit, the red team's about to be good next year. Uh, I, I'll say this, um, uh, Jack Norman should improve, should improve going back to his, uh, old system. Yeah. I would think he should improve because Jack Norman has been the bummiest overpaid cornerback since he's been in Washington. Right. Um, so that, that should help, like, like, People that aren't bad enough for my liking, like, Josh Norman being signed with the Redskins is almost as bad as Nambi's, Nambi's, uh... Awesome, Yeah, being signed to the Eagles, like, what, yeah, being signed to the Eagles, like, this is, this is bad, like, um... Yeah. He, this, 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 this trade has not worked out in the favor of the Redskins, it's just cost him a whole bunch of money. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he went from being a top five like nobody talks about him. Um, oh, yeah. like, the nigga want to do TV. The nigga want to do TV so bad. Like, yeah, like moments, moments throughout the seasons in the past. Like I see him on a you know on a pregame show, and I'm like, I right, I get this is what you want to do, but nigga, you still playing football? Like nigga, you still under a contract making money? Like what, what do you wanna, what do you want to do? That that don't so much Ron Rivera gets on the staff. 
for me to kind of feel a little bit better about the offense. But from a head coaching standpoint, from a guy with experience and a guy that could command the locker room, because I felt like he did that in Carolina, I feel like he could do that with the Redskins. And we know for sure that the Redskins could need every ounce of leadership from the head coaching position that they need right now. Because it's, it's, been, it's been a wreck. It, it's, it's been a mess. With that franchise, so. So yeah, with that three three coaching changes in the NFC East. Uh yeah, three coaching changes in the East. Um, you got the Panthers getting their guy, and there's one position left open, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Mm. What's what what what, what do you think is going to happen there? Um, I don't know. I tell you what, though. Um, anybody who gets that roster is a lucky son of a bitch. Well, we thought Freddie Kitchens was a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I did. You know, Freddie Kitchens was a lucky son of a bitch that he got a job. Um, but anybody that knows what they're doing <laughs> at, head, at the head coaching position, this should be fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, but in, in my mind, the Browns are still a dysfunctional franchise. I mean, you saw they let the GM, John Dorsey, go. The guy that actually put the roster together. They let... Well, I was yeah, yeah, that that's interesting too. Uh, Bruce yeah, Allen's not I, there no more. I would jump on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just curious though, because uh, to me, don't you hire the GM first and then let the GM pick his coach? Of course you do, but this is a, this is the Redskins. This is one of the the franchises of the NFL. Um, you're right. You know, you're uh, right. You know, I you know I know DC natives and Redskins fans don't like to hear that about their team, but um, if you're an objective fan, you do know that you're you're right there with the Browns and Dolphins and those types of franchises. You're right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it, man. I totally get it. Um, my my prediction for the Browns in terms of who they get to coach that franchise. Um, I think they're waiting until one of these teams gets knocked out of the playoffs. Um, so you've got well, some... Greg Roman is the number one candidate. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm getting yeah. to. Greg, Greg Roman is a guy that they've been coveting. I know um, Wake Martindale, the guy that runs our defense, has been a candidate for a coaching spot. Um, you got the enemy out in Kansas City. Um, and, then, and then, oh, you've got the... I know the other guy that's um, that they've been talking about. The dude that uh, coaches the defense with the Niners. I forgot his. I forgot. I forgot his I name. Man, yeah, yeah I, I forgot his name. But I've seen his face a couple times this season. Um, I think he's up for something as well. So it sounds to me like Cleveland's waiting for one of those teams to get knocked out. Um, to, to, you know, I guess make their move. So, um, so that's where I'm at with that. Well, I definitely would like to see John Dorsey go to the Redskins. I, I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah, because one thing we know about him previously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going back to Kansas City, putting that talent together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he showed that. Yeah, I forgot about the Kansas City. He was in Kansas City, so he put teams together. Um, and um, I don't think the Redskins are financially strapped anywhere. Um, well... What's the situation with Trent Williams? Um, 
I'm not sure. Uh, but I, again, I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's taking up 15 percent of the cap. Right. I mean, I do think they have maybe at least one bad contract on there, and that's Josh Norman. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they have contracts. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have contracts that are, you know, costing money. Sure, I'm, you know, everybody. Well, no, 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 costing money that you're not getting the return in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything has that, but more. I'm just more so saying that they're not in a bad. I would assume. Now, I don't know. I would assume they're not in a bad space to salary cap wise. So John Dorsey coming over would be uh, you. You might be able to see some some good turnaround within a year or two, right? Um, based on what I think their salary cap situation is. Okay. He got room to work if he takes that job. Right, right, right. And he he will be the guy that if there is a couple bad contracts, that he'll just shed the salary, and 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 put it towards something more lucrative. So. All right. Yeah, man. I hope you take that job. Yep, yep. All right, man. Um, so the wild card games, we could, we could, you know, kind of go through these pretty quickly here. Um, Houston and Buffalo. Uh, watched that game. Um, while I was at my in-laws. Uh, this weekend. Um, pretty good game, man. Um, I just got a couple takeaways from from the game. Um, I thought those last three minutes. In regulation, I, I thought there was just some bad coaching on both sides, man. I mean, going on the obviously on the Bills side of things, um, you had a quarterback that was just basically melting down before everybody's eyes. I mean, you, you talk about the flip of the football back to whoever he was trying to uh, flip it to. Um, I heard earlier that that was actually an offensive lineman that he was trying to flip it to. I thought it was a tight end, um, so that's crazy. Um, then you got, you know, the fourth and twenty. What was it? The fourth and twenty-three or something like that. And he took a sack for like six, seven yards. And I'm like, y'all basically back at the thirty-yard line of the Texans, and you put the Texans in a position to kind of seal the game. Now, getting to the Texans side of things, um, they should just kick the field goal. In, in, in my opinion, just kick, kick the field goal. You go up six points, and instead of allowing the Bills to only just go down just to kick a field goal, you allow them to now have to go score a touchdown. Um, that was, to me, I, I thought that was kind of inexplicable on Bill O'Brien's part. I, I, I mean, I, I know Deshaun Watson is great, and, I mean, he balled out in the second half, um, but you, you, you got to kick points right there. Don't, don't you know, don't leave, don't leave points out there, and you know, keep the team in it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Deshaun Watson, man. Um, obviously, the the play of the game was him, you know, escaping, you know, that potential sack by those two uh, linebackers and uh, making a play down the field. And um, who was it? Taiwan Jones caught that. And ran it for another twenty something yards and kind of set up yeah. the game winner right there. Um, that that was crazy. And um, the the turning point in the game for me, I know people want to point to the um, to the JJ Watt sack of Josh Allen, but and welcome back JJ Watt by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that he was you know JJ Watt of the past, no, but. 
but he but he 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 got a sack. But I thought the I thought the turning point in the game was the Deshaun Watson touchdown where he ran it from the twenty yard line and I think he took about two guys with him to the end zone and I thought that invigorated, you know, the crowd, the team, and since that point the Bills kinda of fell apart. Well, I, I don't wanna um To it, I went into the second half saying they got Deshaun Watson. mentioned halftime so start of the third quarter the Bills kick it off and the punt returner the kick returner for the Texans I forget his name um basically doesn't take a knee he catches the ball and he just hands it to the ref and the ref is like yo this is a live ball the Bills jump on it touchdown Bills and the refs are kind of converging and talking about, okay, what do we do here? Like, what's the situation? And they take the touchdown back. And so now it's still, you know, 13. What was it? I think it was still 13 or, or 16 to nothing at, you know, at the time. Um, so I was trying to figure out what exactly the rule is. Like, you have to signal to the ref that you're giving yourself up, that you're not taking this ball out the end zone. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean that that's where my thought process was. It's like, okay. I mean, I was I mean, that's how they ruled it. I I, I can't I mean, cuz if if it was in fact a live ball and he, and and he couldn't say and he couldn't give the referee the ball, then it would be a touchdown the other way, right? I mean, it would be yeah, it would have been touchdown Bills. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 
So I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not privy to the minutia of it, but I would have to say if that's how they ruled it, yeah, um, that's how it goes. Yeah, I'm wondering what made them take the points off the board. Like, if the if the rule is is that you're supposed to um, take a knee to let the ref know that hey, this is going to be a touchback, then to me those points have to stand. I'm just wondering what made them take those points off. Well, is that is that written? Is that, is that the rule? That's what that I. That, that's what folks have been saying. That hey, you, you, I mean, even though. You know, we kind of. Are they saying that the ref missed the call? They're saying that even though the player is giving itself up, he still has to, you know, take a knee. He still has to do that. Um, So if he has to do that, then. Then the ref missed the call. Yeah, then the refs blew it. Yeah. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. The reason why I don't believe that to be the case without knowing the rule. Um, is because if that was the case and the ref missed the call, yep. we can't wait to tell, tell we can't wait to bitch complain as fans. Can't wait to bitch complain about a ref that missed the call. Oh, of course. That would be high, that would be front page news right now if uh, the Bills, if they kept that touchdown. That would be front page news. Right, right. Yeah, I, I I mean, look, there's I mean, there's look. Sure. Sure. I that just needs to be a little bit more explanation for that because if that's the case, then why aren't more guys just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna." Yeah, yeah. Why aren't more guys doing it? You, you know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of where I'm at with that. But let's uh yeah. let's let, let let's get to the next game, man. And I, I just want to you know give a round of applause. For, and I know you can't hear the sound effect, but we, we got to give a round of applause for the Tennessee Titans going up to the Patriot Stadium and knocking them out. Man, I'm, but it's like I've been saying, man, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't the Patriots y'all, y'all used to, man. This ain't the Patriots y'all used to. Yeah, and, and, it's like, and it's like I was saying before they played us week 9 or week 10, I can't remember. Yo, the defense, okay, they, they, okay, they, you know, they doing what they doing, but and they're ranked number one, but they're not the number one defense. Right, right. Like y'all, 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 y'all playing, y'all playing some cupcakes when y'all play Lamar, Mahomes, Watson, and you know, I, I thought Dak would get him. I thought Wentz would get him. Um, when y'all play these guys, it's gonna be a different story, <laughs> and and we we were right about that. But man, the the, the Titans. Um, you, you you gotta give you gotta give him credit, Henry, man. I, yeah. Not to say that Tannehill didn't have a decent game because he did have a decent game. He didn't make no mistakes. He didn't mess he it up. Touchdowns when he when he needs when they need to be thrown. Yeah. It made the throw. It made some of the throws that need to be made. Yep. But um, they it's simple. They can't. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Period. Yeah. And I was and, and and I was I was telling my homie, um, shout out to my homie Derek. Um, we was at the sports bar watching this particular game, and I was telling him, I said, "Look, man, 
There's absolutely no explicable reason to not give Derrick Henry to ball at the goal line. I would run Derrick Henry four times if I have to. There's, there's, there's just no reason to not let him do what he does. They, I mean, he was getting 10 yards, 12 yards here, uh, 7 yards there. Like, he was carrying dudes with him as he was running. Like, the, the, the dude is an animal, man. Like, literally, I mean, the, the, if there was a second-half MVP, for me, it, it would be Derrick Henry. If it was a second-half MVP. Nah, I'm with, I, I, I get why you're saying that, but nah. Yeah, no, it's just an opinion. But but I but I can understand if someone else had another person in mind. But Derrick Henry at the second half of this year has just been you know been amazing for the for the Titans team. So um, so shout out to the Titans and um, is this the end, man? Is is this finally it? Can we finally say that Brady and Belichick will no longer be what they've been? Um, they will no longer be what they've been. No, I, and, and, and let's be clear on what that is. They'll probably still. They'll probably next year. They'll, if they if, if they're even playing together. Yep. By the way, which I think they will. But if but if they're even playing together, um, they'll still probably be the AFC East champion. That that gap is going to be a little uh, closer, like it was this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what the bill we'll see what the Bills do with uh, cap space and you yeah, know free you know, agency and all that. Yeah. It'll be closer, but um, if they are together, Belichick and Brady, I don't see why they wouldn't win the um, win the East. But they're just not the they're not the beast of the AFC anymore, and it's just, it's just that simple. They're not the beast of the AFC. They lost to three black quarterbacks this year, um, who are clearly taking over, who are clearly now fighting for the reins of the AFC. And lost, and and lost to a black coach, former Patriot assistant. Brian Flores. Yeah, but they 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 think it up against the Dolphins, like if not every year and every other year. So yeah, I, but that I, but that but yeah. there was so much on the line, Maestro. That 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 game was for a home, you know, for a bye, and then to play home in the in the divisional round. That that's the difference between them going home this past week and them happening to host the game this coming weekend. Yeah. You gotta, you um, gotta beat, you gotta beat the Dolphins if you're the Patriots. Sure, but again, um, you you being the historian of the podcast, um, and you know, I went in and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, we did a live where I said, yep. don't be surprised if the Dolphins beat the uh, beat the Patriots." You did say um, that. Really, you did say yeah, that. Um, yeah, so you know, it that that doesn't necessarily uh, do it for me as far as, um, you know, the reins being handed over. But, it, 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 but it's very clear that that now there are more athletic players. We, don't, we are more athletic than Bill Belichick's system at this point. Yeah. The Chiefs are more athletic than their system. The Ravens are more athletic than the Patriots' system. The Texans are more athletic than the Patriots' system. So it don't matter... Uh, what you do with your system. If you don't get no young boys that's going to understand that system and run with them other young boys on the other side, yep. um, you're not going to be better than them. And, and that's just what it is. Um, the Patriots are not the best team in the AFC anymore. Yeah, the the, and, mis- and, the, and the, the mystique the mystique of the Patriots is 
it, it's yeah, it's dead. It, it, it it's 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 no longer. Um, yeah. It, I mean, you can you can go into that stadium with confidence. If you're the Titans, if you're the, if you're the Dolphins, you can go in there with confidence and say, "Yo, we can knock these niggas out." Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. This whole thing about him. This whole thing about him going to um, the Chargers. I'm 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 hearing a lot about that. Um, him. I'm Is talking about what now. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard that. yeah, I've I've heard a lot about that in the last couple of days, and my my thoughts on that is why would I guess from a I guess from a marketing standpoint because you know the Chargers are gonna have this new stadium next season, and yeah. they've already alienated a fan base by leaving San Diego, so I guess Tom Brady. What sort of, I guess that's their plan to kind of bring the fans back into the fold. And, you know, we got the new stadium. We got Tom Brady. So it's all going to be a match made in heaven. Like, I, I could see the Chargers thinking from a marketing standpoint that that would work. But if I'm a GM, I got Phillip Rivers. He's 30, what, 38 years old. Why would I... Why would I get rid of a 38-year-old Philip Rivers for a 43-year-old Tom Brady? Oh, um, one, because he's going to bring more tickets in the seats. He's going to sell some more tickets. Well, well again, um, and that's what I'm saying. The, that's why I said the marketing part of it. I, yeah. I understand that. But from a GM yeah. perspective and trying to assemble a team and trying to get the team back to, to, to the playoffs – um, I I just don't see the I don't well, see the fit. The um, well, I I tell you what, Brady is still the better quarterback. Um, just and I'm just basing that off of not just you know career. I'm basing that off of what I've recently seen this past season. Uh, right. Philip Philip Rivers has been a turnover machine. Um, mm-hmm. this season. So and Brady, while Brady hasn't looked like he normally does, he's still. You know, statistically, a better quarterback. I mean, I don't, um, I, don't, I mean, we won't get into that. I just don't know. I agree that Tom Brady's a better quarterback. I'll say that. Yep. Yeah. I, I just the it's just the logic trading trading a thirty eight year old for a forty three year old that just seems a little, a little crazy to me. No, nah, it makes sense to me. I would do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, if, I, the money, if the numbers are right, meaning I ain't got to break the bank for Tom Brady. Yep. And and I ain't spent a whole bunch of dead money on getting to the rivers out of there. Uh-huh. I do it. And I do it because um, one, uh, you don't with the Chargers roster, you don't need a gunslinger. Um, Melvin Gordon's there, Echo is there. Um, you got a number one receiver in Keenan Allen. Yep. You got a number two receiver, Tyrell Williams. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, Henry, Hunter Henry is the emerging tight end. Yeah. So they got what they need on offense, and and they got what they need on defense. Now, I'm not saying this team is going to uh, go to the Super Bowl. Right. But can they make a wild card with that team? 100. percent At top with Tom Brady at the helm, if Tom Brady is anything like we think he is outside of uh, Belichick's system, um, yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah, that man. I I, I guess. Than the actual. He's still a better forty. He's at forty three. He's still better than a thirty eight year old. So. Uh, uh, okay. 
Okay, I mean... If we're just basing it off of last year. Sure. And I get systems and, you know, all, I get sure. all those things, all those variables. Sure. If we're just looking at watching Tom Brady play and watching for the Rivers play last year, Tom Brady is a better quarterback. Sure. And I'll just throw this in there and we can go to the next game. If the Chargers make that move, they have to upgrade that offensive line. Because that line was not good last year. Yeah, and, and, and that might have something to do with the Rivers not being good too. That's true too. That's true. Yeah. So, um, hey man, Kirk Cousins, man, Kirk Cousins. Hey, I, uh, I couldn't wait to get on here and tell people what I've been saying for years. Y'all gotta stop acting like Kirk Cousins don't know how to throw that football. It was these moments that we were concerned about, and that yep. was all, the only thing I've ever been concerned about when it came to Kirk Cousins. Is that when it's time? When it's time to put the football in his hands, is he going to do it or is he ain't? And this time he did it. Yeah, man. Um, the stats were good. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to get into the actual numbers, but I mean, I don't he... care about the push off. I don't care about the push off in the last play of the game. Sorry, you were smaller. But they're not. But they're not. They're not calling that in that situation. They're just. They're just not. They're not. They're not. Well, they're, they're not I, doing I that. Mad, I wouldn't have been mad if they called it because it was offensive pass in the front. But to the people who were saying, uh, you know, the Saints should have won this game, um, the no. the Saints looked lost in this football game. They they looked lost in this game. How about not turning the ball over when you've been so great at protecting the football the entire season? And now you got a couple of, you know, interceptions in the game, um, a fumble, um, you know, not not converting third downs and, you know, basically uh, abandoning Alvin Kamara. Like, you know, come on. Well, in, in that defense, they, they, they stuck out Kamara. <laughs> s- s- say that again? They locked Kamara down. Okay. They locked him down. Okay. Cause I, cause I, I only, got, I only had a chance to watch the fourth quarter, um, but I, I watched um, some highlights of the first half, so I didn't really get to see every bits and piece of, you know, the first half of the game in the third quarter. But, um, you know, but they, 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 something about the Saints looked off in that game, and that's why the Vikings. That's part of why the Vikings was in this game, and this game was to be had by them. Mm-hmm. Um, the throw, the throw to Adam Thielen in overtime, um, both of those, yeah, both of those throws actually, um, the one in overtime and then the one earlier in the game to Thielen, um, dimes, I mean, perfect passes, um, excellent protection of the quarterback and nice setup for the touchdown to Rudolph and, you know, they, they headed to San Francisco for, uh, you know, for the divisional round, so. You know, shout out, shout out to the homie Vince Wright, man. I, I, I know that nigga. I know that nigga very happy. And do not, I, I hear people. You know, listen. I'm not so fast. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not so quick to get it. Boy, yeah, you know what's interesting about that? Um, I, I put out my predictions for the playoffs. You know what would happen, and and obviously, I didn't expect the Vikings to win this football game. I expected the Saints to go to Green Bay for the divisional round. 
I expected the Seahawks to go to San Fran for the divisional round. Um, I had the Seahawks beating the Niners in the second round. I, I, I had the Niners one and done. Now that the Vikings kind of shook, shook some things up, uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward the Niners in this one. I get what you're saying as far as you're just not going to give it to them that easily. But just matchup for matchup and roster for roster, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the Niners in this one. Oh, of course not, and and that's just one aspect, you know, of the roster. I, I would, I, you're right. I would, I would, I would give the edge to Minnesota in terms of, um, in 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 terms of the wide receiver core. Um, I mean, when it, if it comes down to Jimmy G versus Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm I'm different on this one. Um, and and and, and make no mistake about it. I've I've been down on Garoppolo for the majority of the season, but he showed me something in New Orleans in week thirteen, I think that was, or week fourteen. He he showed me something because when the Saints was putting numbers up on a very good defense, by the way, let's let's be clear, the 49ers have a really good defense and the Saints was able to do what they were able to do. Um Garoppolo in that game was playing toe-for-toe with Drew Brees. And when you needed a throw on fourth down, fourth and two, you get it to Kittle, and, you know, of course, Kittle did his thing, you know, muscling those guys to get, you know, into field goal range. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has showed me something um, the last few weeks of the season. Um, I would slightly give the edge to Garoppolo in, in this one. Um, I know Kirk Cousins, you know, did what he did last week, but in the playoffs, in the, in the playoffs for certain, it's the and against the same Saints defense, certainly for certain, and and the Saints was off. Um, I don't know, man. The the Niners, and again, I agree with you in a sense that you're just not going to give it to them that easily. But if I had to lean one way. I, I, I'll lean 49ers. And I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that I'm, you know, 80% confident that the Niners are going to win. I'd say I'm more like... I'm more like 55% that the Niners will win. Well, I am going to go ahead and say it now. The Vikings upset the 49ers. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Amen. Yeah, I'm not even going to hold you up. Amen. 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 Put, put your stamp on it, man. Put your stamp Amen. on it, G. All right. No, no doubt, no doubt, and and then we get to this last game. Um, basically the basically the game where everybody's on crutches, basically, you know, for both uh, rosters. Uh, the Eagles. Um, I, I I gotta tell you, man, going into the game, I, I thought to myself, what if Carson Wentz starts to elevate his game? You know, I mean, he's been he's been good. The past few weeks, granted, it was it was against you know poor competition, but I think the I thought that the whole 
you know, Nick Foles going to the Super Bowl and as a backup and, you know, all the pressures on Carson Wentz because he's the starter and, you know, he got hurt, he's got the money. And I, I, I was thinking, okay, I think this guy, even with practice squad guys, is going to start to elevate his game. Um, I wasn't impressed with those first few, you know, with those first couple of drives he had. I wasn't impressed. And then, you know, obviously he went down with the concussion and, you know, he had to leave the game. And so um, the 40-year-old came in and, you know, was moving the ball, I would have to say. Cause... And I thought he was he didn't think. So I'm going to say, for everybody who was getting ready to start, like, okay, he wasn't. He was, move, he was moving the football from 20 to 20. Yeah, but when they got to the red zone, they couldn't do nothing in the red zone. Yeah, but he played a decent game. He played his heart out. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That was his, that was his first playoff game too. Like he played a decent game. He's not good enough. Right, right. He played his best. He played his best. He just his best just wasn't good enough. Yeah, and that was his first playoff game. Yeah. So he showed out. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. From twenty to twenty, he showed out. Yeah, you can go to that. Yep. No, I I get that. I get that. Um. Well, what you? How do you feel about Seattle's performance? Um. I tell you what. I, I tell you what. I feel about it. DK Metcalf, and I'm tired of saying it. I've been saying it since he got drafted. And ever since I've seen them, uh, them highlights, old Miss highlights in uh, the summertime. Mm-hmm. This dude is gonna be somebody, man. I wanted DK Metcalf in the draft, actually. Huh. I, I, I wanted the Ravens to get D.K. Metcalf in the draft. Yeah, D.K. Metcalf is going to be something, man. And, um, he, he got, you know, he's going to be something. I, I, I'll leave it there. That he's going to be something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he had, like, over, I think he had, like, 140, something like that, 140 yards, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to be somebody. I, that's, that's what I would say. He's going to be somebody. I hope that, um, I hope that he continues to up his game and, you know, take whatever step he's taking in the second year, because I'm telling you, that dude is going to be a top receiver in the NFL very soon. Mm-hmm. Like, very soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he early in the season, he he's had some pretty bad turnovers, um, yeah. but he's he's cleaned that up. He's he's played one heck of a game in this one. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, also, yeah, for a rookie, yeah, he 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 certainly did that. Um, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, you know, he scored a touchdown. I mean, it's really, I really don't have much on the Seahawks. don't have much. Yeah, I mean. I don't have much. Well, do you think that David Clowney was that dirty hit? Um, no, uh, no, but they should have threw the flag. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so you don't think he intentionally hit him, but yes, they should have threw the flag. That's correct. Hit. That's correct. Right. Crazy, man. Yeah, he still doesn't have the help spring. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
Well, the good news for him, though, is that it's not something that's going to linger in the offseason. Uh, how do you know? Um, based on the fact that it was just a concussion. And, and I'm only, and I'm only, and I'm only basing it off of that because it's not an injury that he has to have a long rehab from. That's what I'm only basing it off of. That thing, that thing, we hope it has no thing to Okay, that's fine. Yeah, and that that's fine. Yeah, we can't. We, we don't know nothing. We don't know shit about the cousins yet. Like, like all the movies and all the people that got paid and research and new helmets. I still don't feel like we know shit about the cousins. Sure. I'll say this too. I don't know a person that's had to go through an off season suffering from a concussion or coming back from yeah. one anyway. Well, we, well, we do know players who haven't been the same since concussion. That that is true. Yeah. That so, is. I mean, so so if you want to say that's not an injury, I mean, you could you could say that. Not so much that it's not an injury, but I just don't see the I don't see the rehab being that lengthy for it. You know what I'm saying? That's like, we don't know. Well, I say that to say because we don't know what the rehab is. I mean, hell, we don't even know what the injury is. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, we call it a concussion, but like I said, we don't we don't know shit about concussion really. So, um, they, they know their little protocol that they can do to say, okay, he's all right. But then we've seen players who were cleared come back on the field and not be themselves. And, and, That's a fact. You know, and, and it's uh, so is it? Can we assume that uh, that he wasn't the same because he wasn't healed from the injury of a concussion? Uh, no, we can't assume that. But I think I, I think I'm pretty confident in saying this: he'll be ready week one, 2020 season. Um, whether 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 he'll be the same or not. I agree with you. We don't know if he's going to be the same or not. And we don't know if he does. If he doesn't come back the same, we don't know if that's based on his concussion injury or not. That's facts. Nah, I mean that's all. Yeah. A little, a little, a little food for thought for for the listeners. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so let's get into these games, man. Uh, we got four good games coming up this weekend, so. Um, I guess we can start with, um, well, you already told me how you feel about uh, Vikings and 49ers. Um, yeah. So you, you, you got the Vikings in an upset. I got the Vikings upset, and I'm going in the San Fran and going home with a W. Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with my 55% confidence, and I'll, I'll take the 49ers in this one. And I'm going to be clear about something. I don't think the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. I don't. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want them to go to the Super Bowl. Let, let's. You know. I'm, I'm gonna just be uh, totally honest about that. I don't want yeah. them in the Super Bowl. Not because I'm scared of them. Not because you know I I fear them. It's just I just got. I still got questions about the quarterback. Even though he showed me some things the last few weeks, I just still got some some questions. Um. Well, I mean, the defense. I mean, and and remember, we played them in the season, and I thought just from a defensive standpoint that the Niners did the best job of kind of containing our offense. If that makes any sense. Out of everybody that we played, I thought they were the defense, and maybe Buffalo to a certain degree, but. For certain San Francisco's defense, I thought, 
played, played us a whole, whole lot better than anybody else did. did. And, and the fact, fact that if they, they do get, get to the situation, who is that? that? Who's that? that? Week oh, oh, week four. four. Week, week, week four. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> if, 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 if it makes, makes you feel, feel any better, better I'll, I'll say thank you for bringing that up. Because <laughs> it's, it's a fact. fact. Lamar did throw three interceptions in that one, so I got to give that up to you for that. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at with, you know, the Niners and how I feel about them. And the fact that they played us already, they see them a second time, you know, anything's possible. So... Um, so Titans and Ravens, um, you know, obviously where I'm at with it, I, I think we're going to smash the Titans. Just, you know, just me personally. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to smash the Titans. Um, our, 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 our linebackers and our defensive line is so much bigger, pause, than the Patriots linebackers and, you know, their defensive line and everything. That... I, 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 I think we're better built on defense to slow down Derrick Henry. And we do that. We put the game in Tannehill's hands. Oh, it's, it, it's a wrap. I think, we can, I think we can rush the quarterback. We can knock him down a few times. I think we can force some turnovers. I think we can force him to make some bad throws. Um, we put the game in that dude's hands. What's that? Um, I, I, I mean, not that this is a big difference, but I, I was thinking more like a 17-point victory. I was thinking more 17 points. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not into spreads a lot, but I did notice that the spread was minus 10. You know, whatever, you know, whatever that means, however, you know, people feel about that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, again, I, I respect the Titans' path to get to this point. Yeah. Um. There's just. Oh, for certain. For 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 certain. I I respect the path they've taken. Um. It's just gonna stop on Saturday night. And and um and I'm gonna be at that game. Okay. I'm gonna be at the game. Section five hundred three. Okay. In the upper upper stands. Okay. So I got my black Lamar jersey. It's it's fresh. I got the black Lamar jersey. I got the, I got the, I got the tag still on it, so it's fresh. It's still folded up. It's fresh. Got the tag on it. Ready to pop. Oh man, man. Oh man. Oh dude, I mean. I was thinking about this, right? Lamar Jackson might be the best quarterback in the franchise's history. And I, and, 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 and I know that's premature to say that. Say that again? I know that to me is that. I get it. I get it. And I know you think it's Joe Blackwell. It's really not. It's really not. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and the reason I say that, the touchdowns, 
the, the, the interceptions, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, the touchdowns is a, a, a franchise record. Um, the fact that we're 14 and two with this guy is a franchise record. This, this dude's already broken mad team franchise records already. Yeah, I will say this. And I and, and I do agree. I do agree with you. No. This coordinator goes off, you know, to another team. Um, you know what happens? We'll we'll have to see. We'll we'll have we'll we'll have to see. We'll we'll. I mean, because clearly he's done a masterful job and uh put the offense together, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Would he go to the Browns? You think? Yeah. Would he? Would Would, would Greg Roman go to the Browns? I, if I were him, I would. Man, I mean, you talk about going to your rival. All that, all, all that weaponry on offense. I mean, and and trust, trust me, I believe that some people won't be there. Like, I don't know that. I don't know that. Kareem Hunt will definitely be there next year. I would hope they would try to keep him. I mean, I, there will be changes, I would think. Yeah, I mean, Nick, Nick Chubb, I mean, you can't go wrong yeah, with Nick Chubb. Chubb. I mean, my point is that um, there will be changes, but still with the changes, and I think to a Cleveland Brown Byersdale, yeah. um, this offense will still be pretty much the same. Um, and, what, and, and what would it mean for his coaching legacy to, uh, you know, first with Lamar Jackson Baker Mayfield the next year. Yeah, I was just about to say they somebody whoever they hire, they, they gotta fix Baker Mayfield. But they gotta have an opportunity because Baker Mayfield, I don't know what happened this year. Um and I don't really care looking at it, you know, in hindsight I don't really care. I'm happy it happened. Let's be clear I wanna be clear. I'm happy it happened the way it did. Yeah, sure. Sure. So I don't know what happened. I don't care what happened, but Whoever gets this opportunity to fix him, um, if they succeed, the Browns will be a playoff next year. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, 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 we back to, uh, you know, the, well, I don't want to say we're back to the Browns hype. I don't want to go down that road. I mean, but we're, we're very clear on what the problem was last year. Yeah. They had the number two running back in the league, rushing-wise. Yep. Um, Kitchens, 
Um, not to say that Freddie Kitchens is Greg Roman or vice versa, but Greg Roman hasn't been a head coach yet. And does he deserve, does, does he deserve an opportunity? Yes, he deserves an opportunity to be a head coach. But let's be honest, Freddie Kitchens... We don't, yeah, we don't know what Greg Roman as a head coach is going to be. So while he might have some influence on the offense, can he deal with personalities? Can he deal with the defense? Can he deal with all aspects of the team? Well, see, I don't know what, um, and no, we don't know. And um, I'm not even saying that Greg Roman is, or Greg Roman, I don't want to say Greg Roman, but Greg Roman is the, uh, is the number one answer in my opinion. Yeah. I just know that if 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 I'm Cleveland mm-hmm. or if I'm Roman, I'm and they say, Hey, you want the job, I'm saying yes. Yeah. Based on what based on what's in what's in the locker room. They got the part yep. in the locker room. All they need is somebody to put it together. Yeah. And you gotta believe that again, this is about a legacy for Roman. Mm-hmm. If he Two quarterbacks from the same draft. Yeah, that's that's legacy. You're looking at him like he's one. You're looking at him like he's one of those, you know, middle tier to top tier quarterback uh, coaches in the league. Yeah, he does that in two years. Or, or I guess the other term they use, quarterback whisperer. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely putting him up there. He's definitely putting him up there with the, you know, he automatically goes up there with some of the people, and then that's the top five. Coaches in the league, but you definitely putting them up there in the top, you know, six to fifteen. Right. If he does that in three years. Yeah, I guess in my heart, I want to keep Greg Roman for as long as possible. But um, if he does go this off season, or you know, whenever that is, if he, whenever he does go, um, I, I would like to believe that Lamar Jackson will take further steps in, you know, becoming that dude. I mean, he's already that dude, but I, I want to see him take, you know, further steps. Well, shit, I don't know how, how, how much better <laughs> he can fucking be. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much better he can be. Um, well, well, if he could, well, if if he could throw the, if he could throw the ball 35 times, 40 times and win you a game, maybe, maybe it gets to that yeah. point. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean, like, he can't improve. I'm just saying that when he doesn't, like, he doesn't throw it 35 or 40 times, he makes it up with his rushing. So, right. let's be clear, he's a dude with, like, number seven, number eight in the league rushing the ball this year. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. Right. Yeah. So, so I so I guess so I guess that's where I'm at with it. So like his rushing numbers goes down as his career um you know takes off and no, and maybe those passing numbers start to gradually improve as the running numbers go down. Right, and and I'm not poo pooing on that, and nobody. I know, you're not, I know you're not. 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 I know you're not
Right. No, you're not. I'm just saying that, um, you know, you're right in the sense that you want him to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just saying that when you put everything together, it's not, it, it don't get much better than where he's at right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I think when it's all said and done, however his career... Greedy is what I'm saying. What's that? You're being greedy is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. I think yeah. when it, I think when it's all said and done, though, Lamar will be undisputedly the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. Yeah, I think that's it. I, yeah, God forbid injury. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, and like I said, I'm ready to crown him now. But, but, um, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, you uh, him, he I'm he wins like, he wins the crown. Super Bowl. He wins the Super Bowl this year. I think it's solidified. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's solidified if he wins the Super Bowl this year. The dude that was that that was Joe Flacco making it the first five years of his career, and yeah, and 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 I and I appreciate what Joe did. I I I, I appreciate all those years, but it, it it was coming to an end, and he had to go. Yeah, he had to go, I mean, man. I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I just wanted to throw that little shade in there because everybody calls you the Joe Flacco about it and stuff. Oh, well, that that's just people just taking stuff out of context. Mm. But, you know, that's okay. But, um, yeah, man, give me the Ravens at home against Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, we had to fix two more games. Yeah, yeah, I think these will be really quick. Um, what's the first game on Sunday? Oh, uh, Chiefs and uh, the Texans. Texans at the Chiefs. Texans at the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna pick Mahomes on that. Sorry. Not sorry, but I'm gonna pick Mahomes on that. Give me the Houston Texans in an upset. Okay. Uh Will Fuller's coming back. Um so they're gonna have both their guys on the outside. Um I think um and I and I know Kansas City's defense has played much better um the last few weeks. Um, granted, I'm, I, I'm not sure the competition per se was that, you know, great that they went up against, but I, I, I will, I will say this. If the Chiefs show up in the run game on defense, then I'm, I'm totally wrong. But I think if the Texans can run the football and they did it when they beat them earlier in the season, they ran the football, um, they ran play action. They killed Tom off the clock, and they was able to get out of there with a victory. I think if they could do the same thing, I think they have a chance of beating them, and that's what I'm counting on. I think the Texans beat them. Okay. As long as Bill O'Brien doesn't F it up. Well, I, I tell you what. Um, <laughs> I, at, this stage, at this stage of the game, I still think Mahomes is the better quarterback, and I think this game is going to come down to the quarterback. Um, this game specifically, because no, none of these two defenses are like Vontaze, uh takeover game type defenses. Yep. Where Vontaze, you know, ball hawk type of players, or. Yeah, I don't. Quarter, you know, I'm, right. Like, there's no. Right. Like, there's no Khalil Mack. On either one of these yeah. rosters, you know this what I'm gonna saying? Be a high game. This is the high scoring game we didn't we had, we didn't get last week. This is gonna be a high scoring game. Okay, okay. Well, you you got a score in mind, or you just think it's high scoring? Ah, uh, somebody's gonna have to score thirty five to win. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I can't wait for that game. I mean, as much as you know, I'm I'm more worried about my game. I I can't wait for that one too. And and then you got the final game. It's Seattle at the Packers, right? Yeah. And um. Packers too, and I and I and I thought about this. So right, so this is so this is crazy, right? So no Breeze, no Brady, in the you know in the second round. Um, all the forty-year-olds are gone. You got these young guns, you know, taking over the league right now. Right now, of the eight quarterbacks right now left in the tournament, Aaron Rodgers is the veteran of the eight. Or the oldest. Yes, that's what I'm. That's that's in translation. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, it would be it would be taken upon him, from in my opinion, to understand. Yo, like this is this is my shot. This 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 is my chance right here. Like, yeah. I'm the I'm the old cat now. There's no Breeze, no Brady, no Manning. There, you know, no you know, no Ben. This is this is my time. I got to get it done now. I'm 36 years old. Time's running out. It's been about, what, 10 years since they won that last Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it, it, it's, it's, it's do or die if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you 100% that it is do or die. It, it, it's, I don't, I, well, and it's funny because it's not, I mean, I guess I shouldn't agree with you, but I feel that way. Um. Because, I mean, because when you look at the NFC, it's not like you see it, no, it's nobody, it's nobody in your mind that's emerging to that level. The only, I mean, it's the usual suspect with who your quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the NFC are, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, um, and, and really, I mean, if you want to throw Kirk in there right now because he got a team around the Navy, but it's those three guys in the NFC right now and everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, unless you unless you want to toss Matt Ryan up in there, but and I don't. He don't get. He don't got a team right now. I, look, I'm sorry. I, there's never been a situation where Matt Ryan was in that conversation with for me though. Really? Never. There never was a situation where I where I where I look at the NFC and say Matt Ryan is one of the top guys. I get statistically he's there. I get it. I'm just talking about when it comes down to it and you need a game. There's never a point where I looked at Matt Ryan as one of those guys. Okay, that I agree with in terms of the clutch and, you know, the moments and stuff. That I agree with. But yeah, three quarterbacks. And I get that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl recently. Um, <laughs> they also blew that Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and, the, and and it's also safe to say based on how the Falcons have looked since uh, – since uh, Shanahan left, yep. that that was a system. Yeah. Yeah. That was a system. Yeah. Won an MVP off of that system, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a system in place. That wasn't Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. Matt Ryan is not a great quarterback. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. He, Matt Ryan, as, as much as maybe some don't want to admit, always needed a running game. Matt Ryan always needed a 
Yeah. Like like when you like early in his career when they was you know when they were good early in his career, who was running the football for them? Michael Turner was running the football for them. When they went to the Super Bowl, who was running the football? Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, they had a running game going. When that dude don't got no runners, man, and you put it all on him. He'll never be a great. He'll be the best quarterback in Falcons history because he's been there. He don't really get injured. Yep. He's, he can't, he's a good quarterback. Yep. Um, he'll, be the, he'll be the franchise's best quarterback when it's all takes down if he's not already considered that now. Yep. Um, uh, but, but he's a good quarterback. He's not a great. I agree. To- totally agree with that. So we're, we're both on the Packers on this one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, I tell you what, man. Had the Saints won on Sunday, um, I I I I was gonna be so concerned about them going into uh, Green Bay. Yeah, maybe. Just, just a just a thought there, because I I don't know if that team is built to you know deal with those kind of conditions in Green Bay, like that. So yeah. So regardless, I I, I would have had the Packers anyway. And that is my Super Bowl pick, by the way, Packers and Ravens. So I guess it's yeah. the same for you? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess uh, all right. I, I guess this uh, this episode went uh, pretty successful. I guess I'll wait to hear the run back. But uh, this was cool, man. Nice to be back on the air, man. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully everything went smooth. We're going to be back on IG Lab next week. Or, you know, not exclusively anyway. Uh, right, right. Yeah, we we definitely want to you know get you back on IG live for certain. But uh, yeah, this 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 worked out pretty good, man. This 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 really worked out. Uh, special shout out to the homie Big Kev three hundred three uh, here in the chat room. Uh, appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, what's up? I said yes, sir. I'm acknowledging Big Kev. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, just want to shout out everybody that's listening to us live. Um, if you want to listen to the episode, just go to the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com and just look for the episode and click the play button and we're right there for you. Um, also check us out on YouTube. We got some content or granted it's old content, but you know, we're working on that. We're working on it. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, also follow us on social media. We got the Twitter page. Uh, at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2 is where you can find us on Twitter. Also, on the Facebook page, you can find us there. Um, on Instagram, at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got any questions or comments about the show, um, you can email us as well. The email is barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So, um, so I'm Trey Frazier. And that's Maestro Styles. And uh, that's it for the show, man. What'd you say? I said we back. Yep, we we, we back, man. So uh, good night, everybody. And we're going to holler at you next week. Peace. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.
Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.